0: Welcome to the Road to Growth, success of an entrepreneur.
1: We've raised the bar. Learn firsthand from successful business owners and create your own path to success. I'm going to show you how great I am. It's time to hit the Road to Growth
0: with team lead of the Enriquez Group, Realtor
1: V. Hi, Road to Growth listeners. Today, I got Joe Brown. He is the CEO and founder of uh, Dog. Thank you, Joe, for, for being here. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. So DeerDoc is a platform, I guess, if someone's looking out there trying to find more information about the doctor they're going to use, is that kind of a rough assessment? Or can you walk us through a little bit about DeerDoc?
0: Yes, for sure. Um, so we are a practice growth platform. So we help doctors in a bunch of different ways. Uh, and it's kind of three main premises is why the company exists. It's to help doctors, uh, bring in uh, more new patients, retain their existing customer base, or current patient base. And then number three is increase efficiencies in their practice. We found is that doctors, the best doctors in the world provide extremely good patient care and they take care of you uh, when you're there in the office. But some of the other things like getting more new patients or making sure uh, that things are moving efficiently and effectively in your office or making sure those customers are coming back again, they're not always trained too well in making sure those things happen. And so Um, coming from a family of doctors where my grandfather was my dermatologist growing up, I saw a lot of the places that he was struggling with, uh, one being getting a lot of people potentially to his website, but not converting enough of those people there. Um, and so we were able to create a tool such as our, you know, the first HIPAA compliant AI chat that goes onto doctor's websites that allows patients to come to the website, ask questions like, do you have my insurance? Or I have a two year old, do you guys see children? answer those questions on behalf of the doctor and uh 24 hours a day seven days a week schedule appointments for them uh, on their site Is kind of a, the company got started and since then you know we were able to solve that problem but as we were talking to our clients there were more and more challenges that were arising uh and with our team able to develop things pretty rapidly and quickly we're able to come up with different solutions for them uh and so we could provide way more value than just um chat on a website which is where the company started uh, in early 2019.
1: So is your background in the medical field, background in SEO websites? What's your background in, Joe?
0: Software. Well, my background's in software. So I've, I grew up uh, I, ever since I graduated college. I'd worked at uh, multiple different software companies helping in the local business space. So in the uh, small business, local business space, whether it's restaurants or dentists or pet groomers or massage parlors, I've always been in that That's kind of SMB space. and. Uh, I started out in sales selling at a company called single platform. I was like one of the first, I was one of the probably first hundred employees there um, and then did sales, eventually moved up to become sales manager and then sales trainer while I was there and started training classes of about 10 salespeople every other month. Um, and then uh, that company ended up selling for a hundred million. We sold to a company called constant contact. It's like an email marketing company for hundred million. And then I, Left there, joined another early stage company called Simplify. I was the fourth employee there and helped them grow their sales team from zero to sixty people, um, and uh, and then left Simplify and started DeerDoc. And so uh, my background's really been in building and scaling sales teams, um, but also in the software world where we could implement software to help make local businesses more efficient and better.
1: So when you got out of college, because you went to college, you said right. When you, you went to college i did i did go
0: to college yes
1: okay. yeah you, so you got out of college and you went with basically that's in essence that startup right single platform yep yep platform,
0: inside okay. sales single platform okay. cold calling 150 businesses a day okay yeah how
1: did you uh find that original business
0: i want i needed a job so i was grad i was graduating college and i applied to hundreds of jobs and uh accidentally you know it was in you know i went to university of arizona i was in there job portal was that job. I pressed apply, um, but along with many other jobs, hundreds of jobs I applied to. Um, I got two offers from two separate companies. One of them was single platform, another was another big corporation. Um, and I thought, you know, this little startup thing seems like it could be a lot of fun. And I was from San Diego originally. The company was in New York. I'd never been to New York City before. So I was like, go to New York for a year and see how it goes. And I was there for a year. And I'm uh, fast forward seven years after that, I'm still in New York City and I'm obsessed with. Uh, the city. So probably never leaving.
1: So you play for a hundred jobs and how many of those jobs is only the one or how many jobs actually uh, hire or give you the opportunity? I, well, I mean, I interviewed at a lot of them. So a lot of them gave me the opportunity to interview um,
0: as far as job offers. I mean, I was a kid in college with very mediocre grades. Um, And, uh, and so I didn't have like the best track record. Um, But I did have like, you know, I was ambitious. I, I had grit, but I just, school wasn't my thing. And so I had, after applying to about a hundred different jobs, I pro- I ended up with two offers. Mm-hmm. One was at this startup called single platform. This other one was at a bigger corporation actually called Macy's, which I think we all know Macy's is. And those are the two offers I was in between working at Macy's, uh, which is this older company. And this is back in 2014, or the offers were in 2013. So software was still relatively a new thing. It was kind of like, is this going to be around? So on and so forth. But I took the the risk and joined the the early stage smaller company, and I, best probably to this day one of the best decisions I've ever made, other than uh, probably marrying my wife, who I just got married a few couple weeks ago.
1: Congratulations! Do you do you remember oh, yeah. the kind of the the pros and cons of the two different companies at the time? How you looked at them, right? How you perceived them?
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you had Macy's, which is, you know, the clothing store versus a single platform, which is like a tech startup. Um, And so I didn't know much about technology at all. I just knew that like technology and startups and those types of things in in 2013 was becoming a bigger and bigger thing. You had these companies like Facebook, which were relatively only, you know, not that relatively new still. Mm -hmm. Um, And all these companies that were these technology companies that were like killing it and doing well. And so I figured that could be a really good market to get into. Um, and so if I'm like one of your listeners, I don't know if your listeners are, are kids that are graduating college or looking for their first job after college or high school or whatever they're doing. Um, and like, how do you know like which place? So I'll tell you what I did. For me, like the culture of a company is also extremely important. So if you're, I know this this podcast is about being successful as an entrepreneur, but if you wanna be successful as an entrepreneur, you I think it's really good to get experience at a company before you move into entrepreneurship. And we can talk about that a little bit later. Um, but I wouldn't be able to do the things I'm doing today if I wasn't mentored and coached and went through like an extremely good sales training program that we had at Single Platform that taught me the things I needed to be successful as a salesperson um, and then also a sales manager and sales trainer, all things I got to learn there at that company. Um, but what I was looking for at the time was, uh, you know, I wanted to work at a place that people love what they did. Um, and so I actually went on Instagram, which was still relatively a new thing in 2013, and I would look at their um, the single platform profile, the their page, and I was seeing that they had people tagged in that page. I would click at the people that were tagged in the photos of the single platform, saying, and I would notice that on all their profiles, like all of them were constantly posting about them at work and how much they love their job. And mm. so I knew that like if 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 it wasn't like this marketing bullshit that like the company was like, this is an amazing company to work at. I was actually diving deeper into the people that were working there and saw like, you know, I work at the best company ever, just videos of all these, and there was no Instagram stories at the time. So you had to actually make actual posts so that you can scroll down and see them. And almost everyone I looked at had like, was just like, I work at the best company. Oh, we're having so much fun, Then drinking, going out and having, just having a blast. And so for me, that was when I was graduating college, being part of something fun and exciting was important to me. And so if you want to get past the BS of what your company says, oh, we have a cool culture here. well dive deeper in and see the people that aren't incentivized to say that, are they actually saying the same thing? Um, And then that's how you can really, I think, find out a lot about a company you're about to join.
1: That's a, that's a nugget I've never heard on this platform or anywhere else. I think that's a great number there is basically doing the deep dive sees tagging positive, negative co-worker. Yeah. I think that's fantastic. Now transitioning. Did you always, um, I know you lived in San Diego, you moved to Arizona for, for school did you go anywhere else besides then or was New York kind of the, the next big jump or I guess the big jump?
0: It was the next and so far the big jump. So I haven't, haven't left New York. So I went from San Diego until I was 18, moved to Arizona for four years and then went from Arizona straight to New York. Um, and the idea was that I could have, I was hoping to get to LA eventually. I was like, I was excited about being in Southern California. I loved, I thought LA was like, I love big cities. LA was a big city It was close to home um and then i just did one year in new york and i was like man there's like nothing else in the world like this like this is this place is crazy and uh, i just fell in love
1: did your work uh give you a place to to stay did did they help Uh, you find
0: a place oh well yeah so the job was in new york obviously that's why i moved out because the job was in new york but they didn't they didn't know they didn't give me anything didn't give me any moving compensation or anything so i had to uh i lived in with three guys I had we were three guys in a like 400 square foot apartment mm-hmm. with like one bathroom. So it was like really really you know like you just had to make ends meet. Um and uh and then luckily I made enough in commissions to to pay the rent, but um yeah, that was that was the first year in New York was just like we we're living in a shoebox.
1: Then you a lot you're of money with, for it. Yeah. You're so you're with the company that company ends up selling What's the process like for for you and the other employees when that company was sold? Were you, did they keep you on? Did they start getting rid of people or what was that process like?
0: No, they kept everyone. It was one of the best, it was like the acquisition of like the, it was like one of the best acquisitions of all time because constant contact uh, didn't let anyone go. Like no one got let go. Everything stayed the same. They let the founder, uh, Wiley, run the company as we wanted to run it. It was a lot of autonomy and a lot of freedom. Doesn't happen very often. Those types of, acquisitions most of the time uh people get kicked out or they try to change everything or it's it's usually very different and this was like a really good clean and constant contact did a really good job with the acquisition um i didn't have any equity in the time so like i joined the company too late to have equity in the business but i got to see what it was like for the people that did um, and and uh and it gave me the opportunity to see you know i got to be part of the story and i think being able to watch a company go from you know, something, nothing to a hundred million dollar exit. And they did it in like two and a half years. So it was a relatively really quick uh, process. And that was a really just, it was an amazing experience to watch and see. Um, and a lot of fun.
1: You already talked about basically their, um, their structure, their teaching, their education at the company, how positive it was. What are things do you think that they, they did in that company to have that rapid growth?
0: they had a really, really good, uh, they had a good product, which was which was important. A like product that was like different and unique. So the product, uh, we don't have to get too deep into it, but it was like, if you've ever looked at like a menu on like TripAdvisor, or Urban Spoon, or even Google, like they were the ones to first ever put a restaurant menu on uh, these sites. Like Google didn't have like a menu button until single platform existed. And they were the first ones that was, we were calling restaurants saying, hey, we're gonna get your menu listed on hundred websites online. Um, and you wouldn't be able to do that any other way besides with single platform. Now you can just go and automatically upload your menu onto Google and these different places on your own. Back then you couldn't, and for us, you could, it was called single platform because you could upload your menu to one single place and it, it syndicated across 75 places. If your price has changed, like restaurants do on a quarterly basis or a yearly basis, you change your pricing at single platform and it updates across the internet. And it was really cool, the product was good, but I think what, was, what made the, the company really successful was the, the sales training program. Uh, just like their ability to take people that had zero experience and train them to become incredible salespeople. Um, and so I came in with very little sales experience, was able to go through their training program and uh, and learn a lot from it. And and then obviously I was eventually doing, the, after about a year and a half of being from company, I was the one actually doing the classroom training and training salespeople. So by the time I was like 23 years old, I'd probably trained hundreds of salespeople uh, in my lifetime. And so it was like, that's another cool thing about joining an early stage company, if you're looking at bet- between a Macy's and a, and a startup, right? When you're joining an early stage company, like the, the the responsibility you can get relatively soon in your career is unparalleled. If I wanted to start training salespeople at Macy's from a corporate level, it'd take me 10 years, a decade, to maybe get to that position. Um, and I got it done within a year and a half. So I think opportunity for growth is really great when you're joining an early stage company. Um, and uh, the reason I think they were so successful is because um, they had a really good sales training program and they were, we were growing rap. We were hiring class of 10 salespeople and they're all able to, you know, almost hundred percent of them were able to be successful in uh, selling. So when you have that many people calling businesses, it, it would, it, it, compounded against each other and did
1: really well. What pushed you to transition from that company to your next company that you went to?
0: I think it was like, I was ready to like, I, I'd watched the company grow and I was ready to join uh, something smaller. I've always been fascinated with entrepreneurship and like, being part of like something really early on um but i at the time i didn't think i was ready and this could be a limiting belief on my own end i didn't think i was ready to go off and do it on my own yet and so but i did want to be part of something really small so i could see it go from small to big so i joined an early stage company had, i was the fourth employee and the founder and ceo i was, so i was 25 the founder and ceo was 27. so i felt like i could learn a lot from someone that was a younger ceo who was building a company they just raised uh, like three million dollars in seed funding um, and so I got to see kind of what that world was like and and be part of that. And um, when I started, they had no revenue yet. They were just building out their product. And my job was to figure out how we can get people to actually buy it. And so by that point, we were able to get it from, we had no money when I started. And we built that sales team to over like 65 people on the team. And it was doing, uh, we got it up to like 10 million in, in annual recurring revenue within about a year and a
1: half or two years. So it grew really quick. And was that job then word of mouth or... Was it, I mean, where did you How find did I get that? that job? Yeah. That job,
0: this, said someone asked me the same question earlier today. Uh, that job got, I, so I, my, it, it really came from reputation. Like it, I happened to, uh, because at single platform, I, you know, I wasn't necessarily the best salesperson, especially in the beginning, but I was one of the hardest working salespeople. I'd made the most dials. Um, I put the most I was in the earliest, I stayed the latest. I had built a reputation as a good salesperson. I did the same thing as a, as a, I was a terrible sales manager at first. I learned and read the books and studied how to become a great manager. Eventually, became uh, we know our team ended up being uh, one of the top performing sales manager sales teams on that floor of like 100. There's 100 salespeople, and I each team you kind of managed had 10 people. Our team usually outperformed the rest of the teams, um, and so I built a reputation that you know obviously I, I cared and I worked hard and and all those other things. And because of that, someone who was already at that company uh knew about knew who I was, actually worked with me at single platform, um, hit me up and asked me, you know, hey, we know we're building out this inside sales team. How do you feel about being the director of that team and building that thing out around it? And I've never done that before because I I joined a company that was already well established and had already had a sales training program and everything. And so it was my opportunity to kind of see if I could do it from the the ground, the early stages from the ground up. And so uh so that was how I got connected with it.
1: And then you said that you said that company until it was sold, correct?
0: No. So I left actually, I left earlier, um, for the, for a few different reasons. I won't get to, I can't go too deep into it. Um, but I did, I left, we got to about 10 million in annual occurring revenue. Um, and that's when I thought it was probably time. Um, and there, I had this other, I, I had the idea to start DeerDoc when I joined that company, but, i thought i wasn't ready for it yet and i think there was there's it could be a limiting belief there's a little bit of truth to it probably mostly just a limiting belief but i did learn so much from that company that i, I was able to take DeerDoc and have it grow relatively really fast because i'd already kind of done this I'm, i was
1: just running the same playbook i ran when i was there what do you see yeah, what do, you, what do you think you picked up the second time? You ran the same playbook, but your execution could have been a little different or probably changed a couple of things. Was there anything that yeah, you yeah. did the second time when you built uh, at Doc?
0: At Doc, Well, so the, well, the first time at Simplify, so my first ever time at Simplify, what I yeah. learned, the difference between, like a single platform was a great place to learn the foundation of selling and sales management and, and sales hiring and sales training. Like a, amazing workplace there at Simplify, the early stages there, I learned a lot about like, how do you take, how do you like recruit people to join your team when there's like, when, like, how am I going to tell a salesperson? Yeah, you'll make six figures. And they're like, well, I, I no one there is making six figures. So how do you know that's actually possible? And like deep down, like I just kind of assumed it was possible. I didn't even really fully know because we hadn't had anyone do it. so like, how do you, how do you like recruit people to a team that's like non-existent and get them to see the future vision of like what you're about to build? And so for me, that was a big learning curve uh in the early days and we had to figure that out and learn it. Um and um luckily like the the founders and and the people I was working with were really good at at recruiting really good people. And I got to learn from them uh, on how they recruited what like really good engineers. And I was doing the same thing what we were doing recruit great engineers to recruit really great salespeople. Um, and so that was a big thing I learned. And then running it at running the same thing at uh, luckily what I was what what was really luckily is that because I had worked at these two companies back to back, single platform and simplify, and worked with really great talented salespeople, previously salespeople and sales leaders. When I started DeerDoc, I already had people that I could call and say, hey, listen, we're we're starting this thing. It's called DeerDoc. We think we believe it's gonna be the next biggest thing in t- technology and healthcare. It's gonna disrupt the industry a lot. Um, and we want you to potentially be part of this thing. And I was able to bring on and and bring on really, really great talented people in the early days of the company because I'd already built pre-built these relationships ahead of time. Um these all these people that I brought on are still here today. And it's you know two and a half years later. And uh and I still feel like we're just even getting started. It's like we're still I feel like in just the beginning stages of of what DeerDoc's gonna be if we look at it from a 10 year 10 year scale.
1: If someone's listening right now and they're trying to sell basically their dream, their aspiration to I mean someone to join their join their team, just like you did when you originally started, where where you had no one was doing it, but you had the vision it was possible. What are Mm skill set? What's a mindset? What do you need to take on to to do that?
0: Yeah, well, first, you got to have a belief in yourself more. You have to have like ridiculous, like belief in yourself that that you can do it and you will do it. Um, So you got to get your mind in the right place. I recommend uh, the best book I think you can read on this, like to put yourself in the right place is you probably heard this many times in your podcast in general, but uh, Think and Grow Rich. I would highly suggest reading that book and then writing down uh, what your definite chief aim is, which is if it's to build a business, um, to write down what that definite purpose is, and then write down a plan on how you're going to do it. But you got to get a straight belief in yourself. Your your mind has to be in the right place. Then when you're talking to people, understand that no one does anything without an incentive. You need to give people the right incentives and the right reasons to join you. They're not going to join you because they like you or because they're your friend as much as they love you. And as much as they care about you, you need to give them also an incentive to join. So whether that be, uh, you know, whether that's a lucrative compensation, if you can afford it, maybe it's giving up uh, some equity of your business uh, to have them join, but you got to, no one does anything without a motive. And so you got to give them the right proper motive to take the gigantic risk of joining your startup, which like, it's a risk for you. It's way bigger risk for people that are joining on early on because they like, they're trusting you. And so you got to like, really make sure that they get compensated and they have a good motive to do that and so i I would suggest either if you have the money if you're going to raise capital you have money to spend and make sure they get paid well Um, if you don't have the capital um you know making sure they're compensated well in uh in equity in your business i think it's extremely important
1: in in building your in building your brand building your company what do you think has been some more of the difficult things that you've had to go through to, to kind of get where you are now
0: uh, the difficult things to go through. Um, Is it? Was it
1: the, yeah. the the hiring? Was it basically being a leader? I mean, being the the man in charge. I mean, what was? Yeah. yeah.
0: So we so put things in perspective. We started the company in February of twenty nineteen. Fast forward to today, it's been about two and a half years or so. Um, we have. Um, it was just me and no customers. Now, fast forward until today, two and a half years later, we have um, about one hundred and seventy five people on the team and we have uh, 3,000 clients, like paying clients. And so we've grown pretty quickly in that short period of time. Um, and I would say there's different stages, like you have these different stages in the business, like some people say from like zero to one million is, is a stage one to 10, 10 to 30, you have all these kind of different stages uh, in the business. And I agree with that. And you as the entrepreneur uh, have to evolve as the business evolves. What got you to zero to one million in revenue is not the same skill sets and things that you did that'll get you to the 10 million mark. And so you have to be able to, you have to be flexible, evolve, and you have to always be learning. If the best piece of advice I give to somebody is you have to always be learning. And so the biggest challenge I think for me was trying to do the same things I was doing. That I was like, well, this got us to you know a million. Why is you know why is this not getting us to 10? And I think those are the things that you have to in your mind. Um, you have to like evolve, and so you got to like whether it's like getting mentors or people that have done it before or reading books or podcasts, or there's so much stuff on YouTube that you can just like absorb and learn from. Um, so I think it's knowing that you're going to have to evolve and trying to be ahead of it before it happens. So like knowing what it takes to, to go from one to 10 and 10 to 30 and knowing what that, what you have to be as, as an individual, because you're going to be leading the team, the team's going to be looking to you as a person in charge, and you have to be, have confidence in you, and you also have to have confidence in yourself that you can actually do it. And the best way to have confidence in
1: yourself is to be knowledgeable and know and study people that have done it before you. So how did you evolve? Did you have a mentor? Were you listening to a lot of podcasts? Were you reading books? Or how did you evolve? Books are huge for me. Um, I do have I do have a, a like a couple mentors
0: that I like just happen to like know through connections. Um, and they're not they're sort of like they're not like official. You know, we talk once in a while. I would say most of the things that I've learned is through reading books. Like I probably will read thirty books a year, forty books a year, somewhere around there. I mean, even just this past like month, I've been. I think I read like three or four books just this past month. Um, and so you read like you're just trying to like learn as much as you can, and then trying to find. And you also like when you find a good one, like rereading that same book over and over and over again, I think is also really valuable. Um, so like, there's like, and I wish I had like books I could recommend in particular. It just depends on the stage of business that you're at. Um, I would say the most important book though, that you could possibly read, I would reference it again, is Think and grow rich because if, unless your mind is in the right way to grow, you're never, it's, it's gonna, you're gonna, it's never, it's gonna be really tough to get past like your limiting beliefs, um, or anything else. Cause you've never, if it's your first time starting a company, you've never done it before. There's gonna be limiting beliefs that are gonna creep in and unless you're good at like managing your own mind when those things come up, uh, it's gonna be really, really tough. So um, I read podcasts um, so there's a really great YouTube po- uh, there's a great YouTube channel, Alex Hermosi. If you don't know Alex Hermosi, I don't know if you've heard of this guy before, he's delivering a lot of really, really good high quality content on YouTube. And he's been doing it for like the past like six or seven months. Um and he's a great person. It's like out just type in Alex Shamozzi on YouTube, you'll find him. And he's a great person to to learn business from right now. And I'm learning a lot from him right now.
1: Nice. Now you're talking about evolving, growing. If we're gonna talk in let's say five years from now, where where's you gonna where are you gonna be? Where's your company gonna be, Joe?
0: We'll be much bigger. I think I think uh just to I think will be much bigger. We'll be, we'll be helping obviously a lot more people. Um, our team size will probably in five years will definitely be well over, I assume well over a thousand. Um, and, uh, revenue wise will be much, much higher. I, I, as far as like, also the future of the business, I think we'll probably right now, we're solely focused on helping the healthcare space, but the more we study other industries, we think that we can also help other industries outside of healthcare. Um, whether that's home service businesses, lawyers, real estate agents, whatever that could be, we think there's an opportunity to help other markets, which helps increase the amount of people we can help and reach out to, which therefore uh, increases the likelihood we can get to these, our high ambitious revenue targets and, and targets of like just people impacted. We, we actually keep a, we have a, um, a number that we keep track of in our database, which is like number of people that we've impacted. So like we call it the number of patients impacted um, and so, those are people that have had conversations with our artificial intelligence before. These are people that have like, let, you know, sent payments through one of our payment products. All these different things. And so, uh, in the two and a half years we've been in business, we're at about thirteen million, a little over thirteen million patient impacts. And so, hopefully, we're at a hundred million uh, impacts, and well beyond that in five years
1: is what I'm really hoping. Do you? I mean. It hasn't been too many. You mean you switched uh, a couple different companies. Do you plan to have sister companies off this, build another company, or is this going to be your your bread and butter that you're going to be staying with for the next five years and next 10 years and so on?
0: I think there's still so much to do at DeerDoc. There's still, like, I tell this to our team all the time, like, we haven't even started yet. Like, we will look back at the time. Like, I'll look back on this interview and be like, wow, I can't believe, like, we were only reaching out to doctors, and like that was it. Like, we could help so many more people. And I think there's going to be so much that we're going to look back on and that this thing is, we're at like the, the one yard line of like, there's still so much more to go. And so, yeah, I think that the main focus will be growing and scaling DeerDoc and making sure, and, and who knows if it's even called DeerDoc in five years, because obviously that's focused in healthcare maybe another name of the business potentially or you're right it could be a potential a, another dba or another brand spin-off of what we're doing that gets into other markets but that's the uh, that's kind of the idea and i think yeah if, if i'm looking at what i'm going to be doing in five or ten years from now this is i think even by then we'll still be in, in the very beginning stages we're still i'll,
1: like, fin- so much work I'll finish off with of this question if you could look back at younger self, that person that was looking for a job that applied to a hundred different schools or, jobs, what advice do you think you give them? Um, It's a numbers game
0: and like, keep, just keep applying. Like, just don't like, you can't beat the person that doesn't give up. So like keep applying, keep reaching out. If it's not working out for you, like, just don't let it impact your mentality know that you're worth it, know that you're great, know that you have something great to offer. And obviously once you get the job, make sure to produce and make sure that's true. Um, but you will find a job if you just keep looking and searching. Um, and uh, I'd always, I also suggest that uh, have that confidence in yourself where you like, when you go into an interview, know that like that company will be much better off with you there than you not there. And so if you can ex- have that level of conviction that you're gonna add a ton of value to their business, um, it'll be
1: no time that you'll be hired. Okay. Where where does your self-confidence come from?
0: Where does my self-confidence come from? Uh, You know, I I think it comes from, I I hope it comes from not, it's not just ego and it's mostly like, I try to like learn and have knowledge behind certain things when doing them. Um, I think it's, you know, I, I, it is a, I think the law of attraction is a real thing. I think that what you tell yourself, you become. So, like, you should avoid any limiting or negative self-talk. Um, and so if you can avoid saying, like, I'm not good at, like, avoid those things, those thoughts. And we all have them come up in our heads. But if you focus more on the positive, because um, you become what you think about most of the time. So if most of the time you're thinking about your ability to achieve or what you the things you can do, uh, you're going to be much more confident in yourself than if you think about all the things you can't do and all the things that are going wrong and and you start spiraling out of control. So I think it's it's where I decide, it's where I keep my mind and where I'm thinking most of the time, I think helps. Um, and uh, and that's what I suggest with anybody. And also there's a whole chapter on self-confidence in the book, Think and Grow Rich. I don't make any money on Think and Grow Rich, but I, if I can get any book that did help me the most, it's that one. And that one has a whole chapter on self-confidence so, to to get better at that
1: well thank you joe for being here thank you everyone listening Uh, please uh go find joe joe what's the best platform for people to find more about DeerDoc and and also for yourself if they want
0: to reach out to me if you're like starting a new company or you're starting a new sales career or anything like that and you just want to chat uh you can find me on instagram at this is joe brown so this is joe brown if you're looking to get into sales and you want to get be you know start your sales career at a place that's going to train you to be one of the best sales people you possibly can be and learn from some of the best sales trainers in the world, uh, then I highly suggest you apply to Deardoc as a salesperson. You can learn more about that role at just at, at careers.getdeardoc.com. So careers.getdeardoc.com. And, uh, and check out stuff there and and, and apply and meet, meet our team.
1: Well, thank you again, Joe. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Please subscribe, please share, and go find Joe. All right. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to The Road to Growth, Success of an Entrepreneur. Please like, subscribe, and stay connected.
0: Visit www.theenriquesgroup.com. Yeah, I created a website. Hope to see you again next week. The Enriquez Group. Signing off.